two, three, hit me. Don't worry about talking too long. I mean, this is just pour your heart out. So cool. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Levels are good. Everything is good. Hello and welcome to the Life with Adam and Others podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire listeners to become great at what you do. I interview individuals and we talk about their life and the things they do to become successful. I hope this inspires you. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Podcast is here. It is up episode number four. Wow. We've made it to four episodes. Make some noise. Make some noise. If you're in the car, on the toilet, working out or on the couch, make some noise for Life with Adam and Others podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, if you haven't already, please subscribe, follow or whatever you have to do to make sure you get these podcasts. Because if you don't, then you won't know when a new one's going to come out so if you could just do that before i mean not while you're driving but you know just just don't forget all right just don't forget ladies and gentlemen boys and girls i got a special guest for us today this guy is someone who's also super super special to me he is a husband a friend a lover of jesus and the gospel Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pizzas and hot dogs, put your hands together for Mr. Wade Aaron. (laughs) Wade, what is up? What is up, man? What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing today? Glad to hear from you, Adam, (laughs) and to everyone that's listening. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, bring that energy. Wade, what is going on, dude? I haven't haven't spoke to you since uh, last year. Yeah, since 2019, here we are, 2020. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, it was at it was at IHOP, right? We had our, I think, like our monthly or biweekly, yeah. little little IHOP meetings. Send you off. There he goes into the great ocean of <laughs> South Carolina or North Carolina, wherever you are. <laughs> Is Nor Norfolk? Yeah, that too, Virginia. <laughs> You're in Virginia. Oh, I see how it is, man. You don't pay attention to me. All right, I see. I see how it is. No, it's well, I'm looking at a. I'm looking at a map, so hopefully I'll get it in a second. <laughs> well, we are on the East Coast, so we are we are by North Carolina. It's 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 been nice so far. So, man, what's what is what has been up since the since the last time we spoke? The the last time we spoke, I believe you were going to India. Yep. Uh, yeah, I went to India. I've been to Florida a few times, and uh, I've also been out to West Texas and uh, Houston uh, several times since since the last time we connected. Dang, dude, how was that? How was uh? How was India, man? We were yeah. So man. India, uh, India is uh, you know one of the largest nations in the world. So there's a lot of people there, and uh, you know I think I was just really encouraged by. My time there with, uh, we were connecting with some of the upper room locations there. There's four locations. And uh, while we were there, uh, we um, just connected with Joshua David, who's kind of overseeing all those locations and his family. And it was just really good to be with them and to hear testimonies of what God has done in Joshua's life throughout the years. And yeah, just the opportunity to. Uh, be in India, uh, get a heart for the India, the people of India. Uh, you know, there's a little over a billion people that are Indian that are from India. 
uh, in the world. And, and so really needed to get a heart for those people. And yeah. the best way I know how to do it is, is get around them. So, <laughs> um, that's what we did. Nice. Nice. Did you guys like, you just, what did you do out there? You just spread the gospel? What, like provided aid or, or, or what? Yeah. So we spent majority of our time spending uh, with Joshua and his family. And then we went to all four locations of the upper room and we encouraged them to, to go out and share the gospel and, and to love people and not to be afraid. And, and so uh, that's what we spent our time doing was we went to four of those locations. One of them was out in the village where we drove seven hours for one day. Uh, they recently had been persecuted. Uh, it was their first time together together in four months since they had been uh, persecuted by some local people in their city uh, where they came and raided the church and, and pushed oh, over gosh. the pastor. And so, uh, you know, it's just a unique opportunity to be there with uh, the, the church and to encourage them. We, we, we shared with a few people here and there while we were out and about and, um, I obviously had to have an interpreter majority of the time to help translate what I was saying. Um, but, uh, yeah, so definitely shared here and there, um, but really went to, and we, we got the opportunity to, uh, encourage the four locations and, um, yeah. And, and challenge them to live out their faith. Nice dude. I remember when we went to India, we were, I think you guys are more in like the middle or North, North part of India, right? Del- yeah, Delhi? we were in the north part in uh, Delhi. Yeah. Uh, so we saw everything from extreme poverty to extreme wealth. Um, you know, you go from from the slums to nicer house, nicer houses than we do here in the states. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, and so we saw a little bit of everything. Got to connect with people every, everywhere in between, from the least to the to the wealthy. So it was uh, definitely eye opening and. Um, yeah, just to see the diversity one, one, one point you're there and it's like, you're, yeah, you definitely know you're in India. And the next moment it was almost as if we were in the United States. They had a nice mall, they had a nice yeah. setup, and yeah. then you just, you're like, wow, I, I wouldn't know that I wasn't at home besides the fact that their, their Santa Claus is Indian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, eye-opening in that level. Nice, dude. Yeah, we went to uh, – where, where did we – we went to Cochin. I went with, with Aaron and his family. and Or it was just me, Aaron, and Janelle, actually. We went for a wedding. Shout-out to Tobin, Saju. It was awesome, dude. We had some amazing food, and it was it was like it – was, it was the same, too. We saw, you know, we saw poor areas, but then we also saw some – very nice, very wealthy areas, man. The the place that we stayed, uh, it was it was just it was super amazing. It was like it was like a vacation. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice. But uh man, I I got you on the show and I wanted you on the show and I wanted the listeners to to know about you. If you guys don't know, if if you guys are listening, man, Wade, he is he married me. <laughs> he married Janelle and and myself. <laughs> he was ordained he man he brought the gospel and wade has just been like a super really super close friend a super close brother to me and uh wade is someone that i look up to so wade you are someone i look up to and i appreciate your life and you're one of the most faithful people that i that i know uh most faithful like to the gospel and 
you're just so bold uh, with your with your faith, man. You it's like you don't waver sometimes. I remember when we were when we went to lunch when I was working at Clear Star and we hadn't seen each other for a while and uh, we're sitting down and you immediately pray for someone like everywhere you go. It's like it seems like you just go over there, pray for them. And I just I think that's awesome, dude. I so I I, I want to get I want to get down to it. Like I want to get down to why you are the way you are now. You are you're working with a ministry called Time to Revive and you're basically like a, a United States missionary. And some people, you know, from the outside looking in saying like non-Christians or even Christians like you you chose for your like I guess your career, but you chose to be like a missionary for God everywhere you go and 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 in all things that you do. Like how did you get to where you are now? Like what provoked you to become, you know, this man, this follower of Jesus? Like what what happened? Like Yeah, so I, I think for me one thing I, I try to keep in mind, and I'll, I'll talk about why I, I share the gospel kind of in this answer as well. Um, I, I, I live with a sober reality a lot of times. I don't think, I think about it, you know, a decent amount. Um, and I don't do it out of a place of, of striving or, or trying to achieve God's approval or, or things like that. But what I do and what I mean by this is I have to, I, I think about, my time is short. Uh, I think about the fact that I have one life to live and, um, because I only have one life to live, I, uh, I want to live it full hearted for the Lord. And, uh, if I feel like he's leading me to do something, I'm going to go for it. And Mm. so, um, so that's, what's led me to, to do what I'm doing with the the ministry I work for. Mm -hmm. Uh, we felt like the Lord was leading us in this direction. Um, and then when it comes down to on a daily basis, reaching out to people, uh, and praying for people and sharing the love of Christ is, um, I've just seen it very clear. Jesus, Jesus said to go. And, you know, I, I hear a lot of people that are evangelists and they, they get frustrated with the church and it's like, why aren't they going? And I'm like, I think there's a lot of reasons uh, but for me, why they're not, you know, but for me, it's just really simple. It's like, well, he said to go, so I'm going to go. Yeah. And, uh, and so when I'm out and about and I see people, um, I, it's this urgency of, I want them to have a relationship with the Lord. Mm. I want them to know him, but I don't want to be overbearing. I don't want to be the crazy person that's forcing the gospel down someone's throat. Uh, and so there's a real balance of this urgency of loving people and, and how do I share and pray and, and exhibit the power of God. And, and so at the end of the day, it's trying to discern how do I engage this next person around me with the gospel in love, uh, with, with urgency and, um, you know, uh, I've got, I've got one opportunity. And so not getting overwhelmed by every person I see everywhere I go, but it's stopping for the one. Mm. Uh, and, and when I discern that I need to move with maybe 
uh, like for example, there's, there was a, a, I was at a subway gas. It was a gas station that had a subway, uh, like restaurant in it. And I saw the clerk across the way and in my heart, I knew I needed to share the gospel with her. This is wow. just uh Friday night. And she looked depressed. She looked sad. I just discerned those things. And so after I got through eating my meal, I looked at the people around me. I said, I got to go share the gospel. I'll be back. <laughs> and so uh, I just got up from the table, went over there, uh, kept getting interrupted by people working. And so I had a girl that I work with that was there. And so we kind of together shared the gospel. And ultimately, this girl gave her life to the Lord. Wow. Um, but I think sometimes what happens is even I, I'm not perfect <laughs> at all, is sometimes yeah. the biggest thing for me is is um, I'm afraid of what, when I begin to engage this person, especially um, uh, when you offer prayer and then, and then praying is not too awkward, but when I begin to transition into the gospel, uh, when I begin to transition about faith, yeah, uh, there's actually a staggering stat out there right now about our about, about me and your generation, the millennial generation. Uh, I recently saw this: forty-seven percent of millennials think it's wrong to share their faith with someone of of an opposite faith. Huh. Um, uh, they think it's they just think it's a they don't want to offend somebody. And so they're just not going to share. So one one out of every two people that have a walk with the Lord uh, are are afraid to offend, and so they think it's wrong to share our faith. Um, and so that and and I can see why people are afraid because when you do transition to the gospel, I sense like this. Even I sense it, mm-hmm. and I try the best I can. Am I hundred percent? No, sometimes. I may not fully proclaim the gospel like I feel led, or I back. You know, I may just simply tell someone Jesus loves them. But there's this tension of like, oh my gosh, we're about to rattle the box, and 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 it's like I said, I tried to articulate this before. Is like I'm not trying to be abrasive in people's face, but you are trying to say, hey, how how can I pray for you? And then, man. Th- I've, I've been encountered by the love of Jesus and Jesus changed my life 13 years ago. And I'm, I'm not the same guy I was. Um, and, uh, and, and, and because he's my Lord and because I have faith in Jesus, um, I'm not the same. And and you're trying to articulate that to position them to have a relationship with the Lord. Um, and I, I, so that's part of the reason. And, and with that, I'm, I'm following Jesus. I, yeah. I see Jesus. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, you see where Jesus was constantly engaging people. Um, he, he encountered the disciples when they were fishing. He said, come and follow me. And they followed him. They encountered Matthew when he was a ta- as a tax collector. And he said, come and follow me. He, he encountered all of these people throughout scripture. Um, when they were in their jobs, he encountered uh, the woman that poured out the oil on his feet at a table. Yeah. Um, and the woman that got healed that touched his garment was when he was walking through the city. Uh, and so I just see Jesus. He, he approached these people and then the apostles, uh, they went and did the same thing. And uh, I've just decided, well, you know, I, I can reach out to people around me. and. 
I would even say I've I've been challenged recently. I read a book uh, about a, a some of the persecuted church over in China, mm-hmm. and uh, they get they get they get very much uh, persecuted. Where there's if they you know if they cause too much riffraff, uh, the government's going to beat them. Wow! And I'm like, all right, well, um, I. I think I can just, uh, I, I, I can go for it. You know, I can, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to get beaten today with, yeah. with anything, you know, definitely. Uh, no one's going to beat me. And so, um, but I'm also, I've seen it time and time again, where if people encounter the power of the Holy spirit, they get healed, they get a word, or even if they sense the love of Christ, I, I hear testimonies all the time of people be like, I've never felt love like this. Mm. Um, they're like, I, I just feel love. Like, what is this? Like, uh, what do you, what do you carry? Like, what is this that you're carrying with you? And, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. you're able to experience the love of Christ, you know? And so, um, yeah, so it's just that, you know, it's, it's trying to imitate Christ, knowing that time is short and, um, just trying to redeem that time, uh, with, with every opportunity when, when I'm out and about among people, uh, and not not bowing to the fear of man. And like I said, I'm not perfect. There are times where I back down a little bit, but what I try to do is I recognize it for what it is, and I repent, and I turn to the Lord, and I say, man, like, I missed, I, I need to grow. I don't need to be afraid of this person's time or or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, if the gospel really uh, has power. Um, and, and with that, it's, like a guy yesterday I shared with, uh, in Houston, uh, he was 72 years old. I actually had a guy with me out sharing the gospel that was 82 years old. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the guy that was with me was actually from Nigeria. The guy we were sharing with was from India. And, uh, the guy we were sharing with had a Hindu faith <laughs> and, okay. um, you know, he just like, I just believe everything, you know? And, and I, he, I said, well, let me just share the message of Christ with you. He says, well, go for it. Um, and it, those simple little questions go a long ways. They'll let you share. And, um, and he's like, well, I don't want to believe that. I want to believe everything. I said, okay, well, now I just said, I'm just a messenger today. I've shared with you. Now you have a choice to do something with it. And I, I let, like I told this guy, I said, man, I can't force you to believe this. But I'm telling you, I would, I would highly encourage you not to wait, choose to believe this. Mm. Um, and um, at the minimum, I believe I've planted some seeds of the gospel and they will produce fruit, um, uh, even if I don't see it right then. And so, um, I, you know, I, I just want to try to imitate Christ to the best I can. Um, I think, yeah, there's... There's a lot of, I think those answers why, and I just desire to see the world, to know him. And when I get before him, I will, I will, I will, he will say, well done. You've, you've ran the race with all your heart. Um, and so that's my desire. Hey dude. No, man, that (laughs) I was, I could listen to that all day. That that's so good. I was, uh, man, I'm always intrigued, bro, by how like. I remember you said sometime you were like, when you go out in love, when your motive is love, like you can't do wrong. 
you know, like it's like because I I do I can I can agree sometimes we feel like we're gonna offend someone or sometimes you feel like oh well this person doesn't want to talk to me today or oh I'm probably gonna bother this person but one thing that stuck with me dude is when you said when you go out in love like how are you how are you doing anything wrong and that that to me is super powerful yeah first corinthians 13 4 it says the love never fails and so a lot of times we use those in weddings and we use them in in different things but i've really tried to apply that to when i go out and and approach people everywhere i i go and it's realizing i've got to keep my motive love i've i've had a lot of times where my motive wasn't love it wasn't the love of christ and and the key is that is is the love of Christ. Like yeah. people have definitions of love, and 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 our definition of love is not what Jesus represented. And it's like, oh, we just love all people, and and everyone is accepted, and and that's true. God accepts everyone, but if you don't turn to accept Christ, mm. um, you know, like mm, yeah, uh, not everyone's going to have a relationship with Jesus, and everyone's going to heaven, um. But it's but all that being said is I do try to keep my motive love. So um, love, like it says in First Corinthians thirteen, love doesn't puff up, um, and so it's not it's not going to try to force itself upon somebody. Um, so if someone's rejecting the message or rejecting you pretty heavily, um, then you don't retaliate back. You know, yeah, you don't yeah. you don't bow up and. And so now you listen to me, you know, <laughs> uh, but love says, okay, well, that's, that's your choice. Like, um, and so I, I, I've, I've definitely fallen flat on my face in this journey at times of my motive, not being love. Mm. And, and so I feel like the Lord's really sharpened with that early on for me, I would go out and I would, I would pray for people, pray for healings. Uh, I would practice hearing the Holy spirit and act on what I was hearing. And if I didn't get it right, and, and if I didn't see someone get healed, I, I almost felt like I failed, like I missed it. Like, and, and, and when I kind of reevaluated that, what I realized is that my motive wasn't love. It was about getting uh, a word from the Holy spirit. It was about praying for healing and, and seeing a miracle. And, oh, okay. and all of a sudden I got discouraged, like, Oh my gosh, I'm not seeing the healing. I'm not seeing the and it's like, well, when did it become about seeing the healing and seeing the miracle when it, when it should be about loving the person, mm. um, you know, yeah. and, and it's the same thing with sharing the gospel. It's like, um, I have to go out and lead someone to the Lord today. And, and if I didn't lead someone to the Lord today, I've missed it. You know, it's like, yeah. um, well, well, no, I, you didn't miss it. You went out and shared and you loved somebody with the love of Christ. You've won. <laughs> you did it. <Woo-hoo! laughs> you know? Um, that's good. Uh, and I, you know, and so it's like, I think sometimes believers get discouraged and I have in the past where it's like, man, I went out, I shared, no one gave their life to the Lord. And it's like, I shared with 10 people and nobody responded. And it's like, well, yes, I want them to respond to the gospel. I do. I really do. But, um, I think you can convince yourself and discourage yourself. If your motive is I have to lead them to the Lord, I, I, I have to do it. I have to see the miracle or whatever. And, and then also you don't see those things. You're like, well, uh, evangelism is just not for me. I tried it, you know? Uh, yeah. And, yeah. and, um, 
And so, like I said, I, I really keep it very fine tuned as I'm loving people. And I believe that your, your motive is decided before you walk outside of your home. Mm, oh, um, that's good. Because in the moment you, you don't really decide that in the moment. It's like, why am I going out today? Why am I going to go talk to my coworker? Why am I going to, you know, whatever the situation, the guy at the grocery store, uh, that, that motive is decided before you leave the house. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's a real challenge and it's a real, real, real way to walk. No, dude, that, I mean, that's really good, man. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to go a little, a little deeper here. What do you, what do you think? Like, what do you, what do you say to those people, you know, who are, who are listening, who are like young in their faith and they kind of like feel, you know, like not even worthy to share the gospel because they're like so condemned or they, they messed up or like, they're just so hard on themselves. I know that's like real relevant right now. I mean, in, 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 in Christianity, but just like there's, there's, there's a lot of discouragement in in the body of Christ. And like, I know, I know people who, who just don't feel worthy sometimes or who are like pushing God away or pushing Jesus away because they feel like they're not even worthy. What would you say to someone who is listening? Yeah. So I think it's, it's really realizing that, uh, you live by grace and, Mm. and, and, and when I live by the grace of God, it's not upon my works, but upon the works of what Christ has done for me. Um, and so if, if I don't feel worthy, if I don't feel accepted, and usually the reason of those things are, is because something came up in life and in the process is say, uh, you're at home and let's say someone struggles with sexual addiction or they struggle with, uh, things in their marriage, or they got angry at a coworker or something like that. And and they know that they shouldn't have responded that way because the Holy Spirit convicted them. And now they carry the weight of that. And they're carrying the weight of that upon uh, months or days yeah. and weeks. And they begin to disqualify themselves of uh, being able to engage people. And and so it's realizing, well, currently, you're whether you're staying it or not, you're living by the law. Because the law is about what you do and don't do. Um And when Jesus came, he came full of grace and truth. Mm. And so when Jesus came full of grace and truth, um, he he makes you new. And if you just simply recognize what you did and turn to Jesus and not focus on yourself, um, there's freedom in that. And so, uh, you know, for me, um, I, I feel like the Lord's really spoken to me on that about righteousness. Yeah. He, um, he, I used to, I used to carry shame. I used to carry condemnation and, and, um, and when I feel like the Lord showed me that I'm right before him, I'm, I'm pure, I'm blameless. I'm right before him and nothing in this world can change that, that he's chosen me. He's accepted me. I'm his son. And, and because I'm in that position, um, I just need to walk into that. Mm. Um, and, and I need to accept that. I just need to accept that God has said those things about me. And, and so when I'm out and about, um, uh, you know, Satan wants to try to condemn me and disqualify me. Uh, it's saying, no, 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 no. God chose me when he looked at the roster of heaven, when he, 
he looks down, we're all on the A team. You know, it's like yeah. uh, the day you got born again, you you got signed up, you know. Um, and so um, when when I used to be a, a math teacher one day, I had, the, I had the Lord, I don't know how to describe it, besides the Lord's presence came into my classroom one day uh, when I was walking around the classroom. And I felt as if someone clothed me in a robe. And I heard in my heart, it says, I've clothed you in a robe of righteousness. And I, I begin to just begin to cry in my classroom. I bet my students thought I was wacky, but they already thought I was. Um, uh, but I, I knew the Lord was clothing me in righteousness that day. And, and it's really marked me. And it's, it's knowing that I'm clothed in righteousness, whether you've had that experience or not, Isaiah says you're clothed in righteousness. And so what righteousness is, it's, it's you're right with God. So that means you have a, a direct line with God. Nothing can hinder that. No sin, nothing in this world. Um, I'm pure and blameless before him. And so I can talk freely to him and I can manifest him everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. And so if, if I stumble upon the way, I simply see it what it is. Okay, I shouldn't have done that. Lord, I thank you. That's not who I am. I need to get away from that. And I thank you that you accept me. And I, I, I'm not going to allow that to hinder. And I, I don't want that in my life. So remove that from my life. And I'm going to run after you. Cool. Um, and so it's Hebrews where it says, don't allow the sin that so in, easily ensnare us, tangle, entangle us. And I think that's where people are entangled. Uh, in, in their, they're entangled. And so they're entangled and they, they're entangled in their sin and they're afraid to share or pray. And, and, um, it's, it's saying, no, he, he's put me in the game. He's, uh, he's put me in his roster. And so Proverbs 28, one says the righteous are as bold as a lion and the wicked flee though. No one pursues them. Hmm. And so, um, it's, it's really key to understand in that, that, uh, if you're listening, that you're, with the day you gave your life to Christ, you became a new creation. Um, Romans five, it talks about the first Adam brought sin into the world and made many sinners. But when Christ came, he made many righteous. Um, and, and so because he's made many righteous, that means my nature is sin is no longer my identity, but, but my nature now is to walk in righteousness. Um, and to agree with, uh, the fact that he's declared me righteous. And, and so now my identity is to walk in righteousness and to accept that and be clothed in it. I'll manifest boldness. I'll manifest uh, Christ. And I won't, because if I think I'm a sinner, if I think I'm, I'm wicked, I'm going to flee. I want to bow to fear. I'm going to say, no, I can't do this. I, I, and really it's changing a perspective of saying, no, I am righteous in Christ. So that makes me bold and, and nothing can stop me uh, when I'm out and about. Um, and, and that identity and that understanding uh, allows you to not allow what you did yesterday to dictate today. Um, That's good. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think, I think people do a really good job disqualifying themselves when they have a pure heart towards God. And you know, if you have a pure heart, you have a desire to get freedom. You have a desire to follow Jesus. Uh, it, that's different than someone that doesn't even care that just wants to live for themselves and, and has numbed their conscience. Um, and so it's, it's realizing that 
that your conscience has been cleaned by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews talks about that. And because it's been cleaned, um, you don't have to live with a violated conscience. You don't have to live with um, thinking about yourself. I think the yeah. very nature of what happens with all of this is ultimately you're just looking at yourself and you're living by fear um, because you're, you're thinking about you. You're thinking about what you've done when you need to get caught up of, of what he's done for you. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um, that, and, that'll preach. And, <laughs> yeah, so when, you, when you're caught up in what he's done for you and you focus on Jesus, um, it allows you to walk in freedom and walk in boldness uh, wherever you're at and whatever you're doing. Um, and, and, it's, and, and, and let's say you did do something dumb in your job or you did do something the reality is you may have to talk to those people and say, I did something off the wall. That's not Christ. And I'm a Christian and you have to admit it. You have to humble yourself. Yeah. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, so it's a real challenge to, to do that. So, yeah, no, dude, that, that, that is so good. And, and I knew, I knew, I didn't know that would be your answer, but I knew it'd be somewhere, somewhere on that line on that, on that spectrum, because I remember when I, you know, this was back, this was like back in 20, I want to say 14 or so. Uh, and I had like messed up and we were at church and I came up to you and I'm like, man, I got to tell Wade. I'm like, Hey, Wade, I messed up. I did this. And you're like, <laughs> you're just talking about my identity and you didn't like, con you didn't condemn me, bro. You just, you loved on me, man. So I, I mean, I can, I can agree with everything that you said. So yeah, if you are listening out there, you are clean, you are righteous. And, uh, if you need to go back and, and rewind what Wade said, just, just go ahead and do that. Cause he's the man, but <laughs> favorite food is steak. Why? I'm a, I'm a vegan. Why, why, why are you eating steak? Well, you're missing out there, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not a vegan. <laughs> I'm just lying. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> no. just like a good piece of steak, you know? Why Heck not? Yeah. What's your favorite kind of steak? I don't know anything that's not bleeding. Oh, so you, so, <laughs> so you don't like a medium? <laughs> yeah, I like, I like it fully cooked. <laughs> okay. You like the tough. I like some steak, too. Favorite? Um, yeah, go for it. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just going to run down your bio here. We're we're already almost at forty five minutes, dude. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Some some good words, man. Your favorite food is steak. Favorite sports team, Texas Rangers. Okay. Favorite quote. This one is good. I was reading this earlier. It says one leg is prayer and the other leg is preach. You cannot have one without the other. So we must preach and pray. Reinhardt Bunky. Has that, has it like been super, has that been super impactful to your life? That Yeah, I quote that everywhere. I try to live by it. You know, I think uh, sometimes people are like, I'm an evangelist and I don't have time to pray. <laughs> um, and then the intercessor type of people that like to pray, they're like, all I do is pray. And, and the reality is we have to have both. We have to be praying and preaching mm. um, the gospel everywhere we go. Cause if not, um, I'm just one legged, I'm hopping around wow. and, uh, trying to do it. So th that's definitely, I, I literally almost say it everywhere I go and, uh, try to remind myself as well. That's good. So is, has there, so like, has there, has there been a time in your life where 
let's say like you just felt like not doing this anymore? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would say, you know, uh, different seasons or different reasons. <laughs> um, I think sometimes, uh, there's been reasons I, I've, I've really had to define my why, why am I talking to people? Why am I doing what I do? Um, and then I would say in other seasons, like, um, I, I would say in the last couple of years, for whatever reason, I don't know where it came from, what I never really struggled with it before, but I would say comparison. Comparison, uh, you can, that's a good one. You, yeah. you can compare yourself with other ministers and people that God's using and be like, why am I not functioning at that level or in that way? And, and like I said, I, I've, far as I know, I've never really struggled with that except for in the last couple of years. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Um, did you think it was like, this? did you think it was like, kind of like, you're kind of like burning out or, or is it, is it more so just, I don't know. I don't, I'm, uh, I'm not saying burnout. Uh, I don't like to say that burnout. No, but I, mean, I would like, say it's, it's just looking to the left and looking to the right and not staying focused on what he's called me to do. Oh, um, that's good. And so when you look to the left, you go, man, that looks, that looks really good. That's amazing what they're doing. You look to the right and you go, that looks really good too. And next thing you know, you forget where you're running. Oh. And, um, and so I've really, even in the season now, I'm trying to just run with my head down like a horse that's in a race. that has got my blinders on upon what he's called me to do um, and not compare myself, whether he's telling me to whatever he's telling me to do, I need to do it. Um, uh, and, and not compare myself uh, yeah. with other, cause what ultimately he's trying to do, he's trying to distract me from manifesting Christ and reaching people around me. And so it's ultimately this comparison thing is trying to stop me from being me and, and reaching people. Yeah. Um, and I actually processed this with a guy. I just said, man, I said, I had this thought, like, maybe I should just go back to teaching. Like, really? what? Maybe I, should just, I should just go get a job. And this guy. Wait, 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 um, wait. That, what? Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I was processing this with this guy and he looked at me. He says, you know what? And this guy influences probably hundreds of thousands of people or more. Who knows? He goes, you know, I, I have the same thoughts, not about teaching or anything, but he's like, but of maybe doing something else or whatever. And he goes, you know, what I've come to realize is that if I go and do that, I won't be able to reach the amount of people that I'm reaching currently. Um, mm, and good. I have to, and you have to realize that you're going to reach a lot of people and the place that God's called you. Yes. You're going to reach people if you went back to the workforce and, and did all of that. But if that's all the, if, if the Lord was calling you to do something to do what you're doing, he's going to have you reach all the, a lot more people, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's keeping that in perspective and, um, yeah, just, just being grateful for what I have and, and not, um, looking around at, uh, social media or other things like that. You know, I just, yeah, I definitely. feel like social media is sometimes can be a, a faith quencher and sometimes it actually can build faith. Uh, yeah. But it's all about the lens and the way that you're running and what you're hearing and seeing. Yeah, bro. I, I, I just got back on um social media and that I mean that 
social media broke me down, bro. It broke me down because I was always comparing myself. I was always looking at what this person was doing, where this person was in life, like what ministry this person was doing, how many people, how many followers, this and that. And it was just like, it was like poison. But I'm back on now because I'm looking, like you said, that lens, I'm looking through a different lens. I'm looking through the lens of empowering other people helping helping those who who felt once like me who were who was like so confused with their life like now i'm on social media to promote him uh to inspire to inspire others to become great so if you guys hey if you guys are listening and 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 you're kind of struggling with with social media just just take a break just take a break well yeah man that's really good that's really good let's go down the three things on your bucket list this one's good. Preach the gospel in every state in the United States and nations around the world and all the nations. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a, <laughs> that's go. a goal. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, dude. every nation. So even if I have a layover somewhere, I'm counting it. I know some people may not do that, but uh, and I may end up back in those nations. But I'm currently at nine uh, nine nations okay. that at least share the gospel. And I'm at currently 30 states I've shared the gospel in. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so still got a lot more nations, but let's say I run this race for the next 50 years. Um, or maybe even 60 years, who knows? I think, uh, I think it's definitely a couple of doable goals and bucket list things. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, yeah. When you put it in, in, in that perspective, yeah, for sure. I'm surprised you haven't went to Jerusalem yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on the list. I think me and Hannah may be taking a trip in the next year and a half or so. Uh, we'll see. I've, I've got, yeah, I've got some air air miles uh, points, so um, yeah, we can use our points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, to go do that one. That's good. Yeah. And and the third one you said go to every baseball stadium and watch every. Watch a game in every baseball stadium. That's a good one, too. And while you're there, yep. you can preach, preach the word, bro. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I know. This just, Better it's, watch out if you're sitting next to me. <laughs> it's, it's nuts, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I truly, I, I, I honor you, dude. I honor you, and I love you, bro. I love you so much, and I, I, cannot, uh, I cannot thank the Lord so much for allowing me to have a, a brother like you. And uh, I just, I just, I love it. I love it, dude. We're, we're coming up on 45 minutes or we're actually at already at 46. Um, but I just want to say, dude, I, I, I hate cutting it short. Cause it, I mean, we can keep talking, you know, we could just keep going. Um, but I, I definitely want to have you back on. Do you think that's going to be a possibility? Yeah, that'd be great. I've really enjoyed it. Good, good, man. I thank you for pouring out your heart. Um, is there anywhere the listeners they could find you like do you have social media do you have like a social media do you have facebook do you have an email do you have something uh where they can you know if they have any questions like hey man that guy wade he was he was awesome i have some questions for him is there anywhere yeah you you can find me on facebook or instagram um wade aaron w-a-d-e aaron a-a-r-o-n um and then if you use email you can always email me at w aaron w-a-a-r-o-n at time to revive.com and um yeah and then our website's time to revive.com and you'll find me on there as well so great man um, yeah 
Great, great. And uh, you guys are going to come out here pretty soon? Time to Hopefully. We'll see. Let's go. You never know. Let's go. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. One of my favorite persons, peoples in the entire world, Mr. Wade Aaron. Wade, I love you again. Make sure you have a good night. Make sure you tell Hannah, uh, Janelle, and I we say hey. All righty. Well, Hannah says hello as well. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thank you for, for coming on the show. Have a good one. All right. You too. Cool, cool, cool. And we are out.